Welcome to the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast, a free resource for gymnast parents and coaches to learn to fuel the gymnast for optimal performance and longevity in the sport. I'm your host, Christina Anderson, and I'm a pediatric and adolescent registered dietitian, sports nutritionist, a former gymnast, a current nationally rated gymnastics judge, and a wife plus dog mom. I help gymnasts and their parents learn to fuel without the stress or overwhelm so that they can reach their big goals and dreams both in and out of the sport. We want to help parents take a proactive approach to nutrition, and to do so, this podcast is all about hashtag real talk, where we tackle tough subjects about nutrition, body image, and more in the sport of gymnastics. All right, let's dive in. You're listening to episode 70 of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast. Hello, and welcome back. I have a big announcement today that I have been so excited about. I am welcoming you to Fuel Gymnast Fall, a podcast series all about how you can help your gymnasts go from underfueled to fueled and have their best competition season yet. And with this Fuel Gymnast Fall, we are doing a special podcast giveaway for the month of November, and I'm going to be giving away three amazing prizes to three lucky and loyal listeners of the podcast. These prizes include free enrollment into our upcoming preseason challenge. Yes, we are doing it again because it was that popular. Plus our ultimate snack guide, our November meal planner. The second prize is the gymnast nutritionist swag box, which has my absolute favorite on-brand pink Yeti, a ton of my favorite performance nutrition snacks and electrolytes and fun things that your gymnast can use in and around training. And the third prize is free entrance into our live Fueling for Comp Season Workshop, plus our on-the-go restaurant guide. And we're actually not offering that publicly this year, so one lucky winner will get access to it. I've made it super easy to enter the giveaway. You'll just go to our website, christinaandersonrdn.com backslash giveaway. Um, You'll enter your information. You'll put a screenshot of your rating and review on iTunes of the podcast, and that is how you'll be entered to win. All the info, the terms, how winners will be announced, etc. are found the link below. And I'm just super excited to give back to our loyal listeners. So with that, the time of this recording, we are almost at the end of October, and I would say most competitive gymnasts are in full swing competition prep mode. Um, our elite gymnasts, you know, they wrapped up the elite season and they're already thinking about the next elite season, especially if you have an elite track gymnast who is going to try to qualify with compulsory and optional. So I want to share a little bit of a story with you. Um, we had a level eight hopes gymnast, now level nine inside one of our program cohorts. And when they join the program, you know, we require an application just because we want to make sure that everyone is a good fit. And her parents had mentioned that, you know, we've been working really hard to make sure our gymnast had enough calories per day and that her growth curve was steady. And so we thought that the program was just going to be more about our gymnast taking ownership of planning her meals. And what's interesting is at the time, I didn't know that both parents were physicians, both parents were pediatricians. So um, it makes more sense kind of the language they used of, you know, making sure that she was getting enough calories per day and following her growth curve, because those are definitely very like medical terms. And if you've not worked with a dietitian before or worked with, you know, a physician that's really well versed in growth and development, um, you probably wouldn't use those terms. And so the parent said that after the first session of our program, so our three-month live program has six sessions, um, two a month, gymnasts are invited to half of them, and then the rest of them are really just for parents. 
the mom said that after the first session, which is where I teach them, you know, how to build meals, how to build snacks, what food does in the body, you know, what we use to fuel what. She said that her gymnast said that sometimes she felt the way that I described when I was talking about what it can feel like to be underfueled. So then when her parents looked closer at when she was getting her nutrition, they realized that, you know, maybe she was getting enough in general, but not enough in and around her training and not enough carbohydrate to really fuel her workouts. And they said this was huge when they made these small adjustments The very next week, she got three new skills. Her coaches said that she gained more power. She seemed more focused. And the other really cool thing is at the end of the program, the parent also shared that the gymnast had kind of been caught cheating during conditioning. And this is something that the coaches had brought to their attention. And I think for coaches and parents, this is always kind of a confusing and frustrating thing, especially when you have a young high-level gymnast who loves the sport, wants to be there, and yet then you see them maybe cheating on assignments and conditioning and it just doesn't seem congruent with their goals. And yet, come to find out, it was honestly just self-preservation. Like because this gymnast was so underfueled, like she literally was just trying to make it through and survive. She wasn't trying to cheat because she was lazy or unmotivated. And by the time the program was finished and they had continued to make adjustments to her nutrition, this was now a non-issue because she actually had enough nutrition to do what she needed to at training. And so I share this story to say that even if you think that your gymnast nutrition is fine, there are a lot of signs that we can look for and assess to really know if they're getting what they need. And I just want to put it out there that fueling a high-level gymnast that is training 20 to 30 hours a week is just very different than fueling yourself, um, eating healthfully, fueling your family healthfully. And even if you are an athlete, like I have a lot of parents who are marathon runners or triathletes or they play tennis or whatever, what they do for themselves is just not the same as what our gymnasts need, especially because gymnasts are not just small adults, right? They are growing and developing, you know, children and adolescents until you get to like the collegiate um, or older kind of senior elite level where, yeah, they are in their twenties and they are more of an adult. And so nutrition certainly could look a little bit different there. So I want to share with you in our first episode of Fuel Gymnast Fall, three of the sneakiest ways that gymnasts fly under the radar and are actually underfueled. And unfortunately, most of these gymnasts and parents never figure this out until it's too late or it's years beyond the sport. And then they DM me and they say, oh my gosh, I wish I would have had you as a resource when I was a gymnast. Looking back, I can totally see that I was underfueled and now it makes sense as to why I was always injured. And they just have a ton of regret. And if you could see me, my hands up over here, because that certainly was my own story as I've shared with you all. And it's a big reason why I do what I do and why I talk about the importance of adequate fueling. It's kind of our first priority. So the first way that your gymnast could sneakily be underfueled is that she seems fine. And she might just be more than fine, right? Like your gymnast could be doing amazingly. She could have tons of energy bouncing off the wall. She could be, you know, doing better than her teammates. She could be winning every competition. And so from the outside, you know, you as her parent, her coaches, you might not have any reason to suspect that there's something wrong with her nutrition. So you might think to yourself, you know, why go looking for something? Like why try to create any additional problems when this sport is hard enough? But I have to say that you don't know what you don't know. 
And comparison can often be a huge problem here, right? Just because your gymnast is the best of her team or is winning, is she really performing to the best of her ability? And oftentimes when we start working with gymnasts and we get them properly fueled, that's where I say, you know, they're able to unlock like that next level of performance and actually realize they could have had so much more strength and power and energy And even if they already were the best and already seemed to be doing the best, there still could be more for them. And it's kind of like Simone Biles, right? Simone Biles is not satisfied with the status quo, right? She does all of her requirements as a senior elite, but she goes beyond that, right? She she pushes the envelope of, could I add another flip to this? Could I add another twist to this, right? Like she's kind of playing in her own stratosphere over here. And why obviously your gymnast is probably not, you know, Simone Biles. It's still that mindset, right? Of let's not be complacent. Let's not be satisfied with, you know, comparison. And if our gymnast seems good enough compared to everyone or her energy seems good enough compared to everyone, like then we're just assuming that it's fine and it couldn't be better. And I'll tell you that underfueling is a silent killer that often compounds over the years. And this is where it's really tricky because, you know, your gymnast at level five or six isn't training that much. You know, she might be training 15 to 20 hours a week, but even so, like the intensity of those hours is not the same as a level eight, nine, or 10. But what happens is because everything seems fine on the outside and you don't really have a reason to look into nutrition, you don't. But the reality is that most gymnasts are just not going to be intuitively hungry for the amount of nutrition they need to support that amount of training. And there's also just a lot of logistical issues and then other issues like maybe picky eating or multiple food allergies or things like that, that just even more so get in the way of adequate nutrition. And so then, you know, bam, out of nowhere, often level seven, eight, nine, now your gymnast is hurt. She's stuck. She's struggling. She's got an injury, especially because around that timeframe and around that age, we're also going through puberty, which is just another topic for another episode in terms of just the mass chaos that is happening in their bodies and how we really have to support that with nutrition. So my biggest message to you is don't make assumptions, right? You know what they say about assuming. And while I'm not asking you to go and look for problems, the reality is that by default, most mistraining 20 plus hours a week aren't getting what they need. But because of comparison because of the culture, because of just not ever being exposed to what a gymnast nutrition really needs to look like, you may feel like everything is fine until it's not. And I don't want that for you, right? I want prevention. I want you to take a proactive approach. I want you to be able to check the box and say, yes, we know that our gymnast is getting exactly what she needs to stay healthy. Her energy is great. Her strength is great. Her mental game is awesome. And we're just going to keep her healthy and keep progressing here as long as she wants to participate in the sport. The second sneaky way that gymnasts fly under the radar and are actually underfueled is that she is a super great or healthy eater. And you know, if you even get asked about nutrition by your pediatrician or by the sports medicine doctor or orthopedist, all that they'll probably ask you is like, how is her nutrition? And if you say, oh, it's great. She eats everything. She's a great eater. She eats fruits and veggies. She eats protein. They're going to be like, okay, awesome. And then they're going to kind of write off that 
she must be fine. And because now this medical professional hasn't, you know, brought up any cause for concern, now you have even more of this kind of false sense of security that things are actually fine. And I'll tell you, there's just such a difference between eating healthfully and fueling for performance. And those things are not mutually exclusive. But like I said, our first priority is always adequacy. And we often have to introduce a lot of strategy, you know, to get enough nutrition in your gymnast. We often do have to include foods that maybe aren't as nutritious as you would normally choose because volume is the rate limiting step. And when I've worked with gymnasts who, you know, they're super clean eaters or they're plant-based and it's super clean and nothing is processed or packaged or whatever, oftentimes the gymnast is full before she's actually consumed enough calories, protein, carbs, all the things And so again, it kind of gives you this false sense of security of like, well, but she says she's full. She can't eat anymore. I'm not going to force feed her. And it's like, yes, but she's full because of the volume. She's full because of the fiber. She's not necessarily actually getting the amount of energy or calories that she needs. And I'll tell you, I've shared with this, um, shared with this with you in other episodes. I was that super clean, healthy eater. Like I remember Oh gosh, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, kind of Googling, you know, best nutrition for a gymnast and reading up on what Olympic athletes ate and hearing stuff in biology and health class and, you know, quote unquote nutritionists that came to our school to talk. And I remember deciding that, you know what, if I want to be the best gymnast possible, I got to cut the carbs, I got to cut the sugar. You know, people would praise me for how good my willpower was. And yet I was massively underfueled. And looking back, ah, I'm just filled with such regret because I totally missed the mark, but I didn't have anyone to tell me what I was doing was wrong. And if anything, it was praised, right? Like all my other teammates, parents, my own parents, my teachers, you know, people loved how healthfully I ate, but it's not healthy if it's underfueled, right? And so I think the biggest takeaway here is, you know, to, to set aside the healthy eating for a second, we're not ignoring it. We're not saying that it doesn't matter. Of course it is, but our first priority is always going to be adequate nutrition. And especially if you have a picky eater or a child with food allergies, or just a very, um, kind of small volume eater who gets full really quickly, or you're trying to navigate different GI issues, you know, what nutrition looks like for them to make sure that they're getting enough is going to look probably very different than kind of a normal, healthy diet. The third way that gymnasts often fly under the radar and are actually underfueled is when parents just go off of look. And here's the deal. A gymnast or any athlete or any human for that matter could be underfueled at any weight at any body shape, at any body aesthetic. And this is especially a huge problem in aesthetic sports like gymnastics and dance and figure skating. Um, People people will often just judge the appearance. And if a gymnast, you know, isn't completely, you know, ripped and shredded and looking emaciated, then people assume like, oh, (laughs) she's getting plenty of nutrition. If not, assume, oh, she's eating too much and she's like, quote unquote, fat, which is, 100% not true, but I'm just being honest here with what still goes on in this sport. And so the reality is that your gymnast body is so dynamic. I mean, as a child, as an adolescent, their nutrition needs are a moving target. Their body composition is a moving target. They are going to go through so many different changes and iterations 
throughout the next couple years that you will go wrong if you simply just look and judge their appearance and their body to determine whether or not they're getting enough nutrition. And truly, the only way to assess whether or not they're getting enough nutrition is really to work with a dietitian to actually do some food journaling, look at their nutrition intake compared to their needs, taking into account their growth and development status, their injury status, the intensity and duration of their training, their injury history. And well, obviously not everyone can work one-on-one with a sports dietitian. It's something I certainly wish was more kind of commonplace with insurances and just availability and stuff like that. Um, there's also some other signs, right? Like you can look at their growth charts. You can look at their performance. You can look at their energy levels, their mood, their focus, their concentration. So this is something that in session one of the Balanced Gymnast program, we go really in depth on of, you know what, parents, like every quarter, you need to step back and kind of look at the big picture and do, you know, a little bit of a mental nutrition assessment where you're kind of reviewing everything of how is my gymnast doing? How is she progressing? How is she growing? How is she developing? And I think what's really hard about this one is we have to put aside our own internal bias of what we think that bodies should look like. And this is really hard for parents, I think, who struggle with their own relationship with food and their body and think that they should look a certain way and think that they should weigh a certain amount. Um, Oftentimes parents are, you know, actually engaging in behaviors that aren't healthy for them. You know, like they are engaging in to be frankly honest, like disordered eating behaviors to keep their body looking a certain way or to keep their weight a certain amount. And so then it can be really challenging for them when they're watching their adolescent gymnasts go through puberty and not be as small and tiny and ripped and shredded and lean anymore. And even if like the parent is leaner than the gymnast, like that creates a whole separate issue. But again, like we're not in control of where our bodies want to go. Right. And I think culture makes us feel like if we just eat a certain way and exercise a certain way, like we can hundred percent control what our bodies look like and our fat patterns and our muscle mass and all the things, but especially for a growing high level gymnast, there's so many things that influence body composition that influence timing of puberty and growth and body fat and all the things. And I will say that, you know, we know that chronic underfueling actually leads to negative body composition changes. And so oftentimes when I'm working with a kind of post-pubescent gymnast whose parents think that they're quote fat and think that they need to lose 10 or 15 pounds, oftentimes like the parents actually part of the problem. The parent has already kind of taken it upon themselves to try to restrict their gymnast nutrition, to serve them less, to get them to eat less, to get them to lose weight. And the math just doesn't always math, especially because a growing body is going to fight back really hard against underfueling, which is essentially starvation and malnutrition. And so what often happens is these kind of upper teen post-puberty gymnasts actually end up with higher body fat than they maybe would have if they had just been allowed to grow and develop normally. And it's often around 12 or 13 years old when the gymnast body starts to change, when you know body fat goes from maybe 10% as a child to the 20% as a teen post-puberty, which for a female is 100% normal. This is where a parent will freak out and they will start to restrict their gymnast nutrition, trying to quote, help them. 
And often it just backfires. It often, you know, it downregulates their metabolism. It causes the body to save and store. If the body's not getting enough nutrition, it's not going to be able to lay down, you know, lean muscle tissue, which is actually what really makes your body composition and makes you have that kind of leaner aesthetic. And then we also usually have a whole host of like behavioral psychological problems where now because the gymnast is so underfueled and over-restricted, we're now binging food, we're sneaking, we're overeating. And that could even push them, you know, into a surplus and now even cause, you know, weight gain beyond like what their normal genetic trajectory would have been. And this is all really hard to say. And I say this with so much love and compassion because I'm not immune to this, right? Like I, as a medical professional, as a judge, like I've had to work really hard on my own, just implicit bias and work really hard on recognizing that body diversity is a real thing and that successful, healthy, high-level gymnasts can look a million different ways. And you cannot just look at them and determine whether they're getting enough nutrition. And I think because of our culture and because of the stereotype, we often make things worse because when a gymnast doesn't have the aesthetic that we think they should, those are the ones that are already probably struggling with nutrition. And then we just make the problem worse by further restricting them. And again, often causing kind of these compensatory behaviors. And so I really caution you on just looking at your gymnast and deciding whether or not she's getting enough nutrition, because you really just don't know. And I would say that most of the parents we work with, when they learn, you know, just how much nutrition their gymnast really needs and how much their nutrition or how much nutrition their gymnast is actually currently getting, they're often really shocked. And sometimes it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard enough to get a gymnast to eat enough, but then it can be really hard when a parent is now worried. Right. And again, people don't like to say this out loud, but I've been doing this long enough. And I experienced this myself and my parents, like, I know what a lot of parents think. A lot of parents are like, Oh my gosh, Christina, like you're asking my gymnast to eat this much food. Isn't she going to quote, get fat? And here's the deal. I mean, I can't promise you anything. Your gymnast could gain weight. She could lose weight. She could stay the same. Weight is not the same as body comp, but none of that matters because if your gymnast is not adequately fueled, her body will not function at its best. And ultimately she will end up stuck struggling and on the sidelines. And I will say that most of the young high-level gymnasts who have been underfueled for years and then they go through puberty and they often have some weight overshoot because of the massive underfueling. And they often have kind of weight dysregulation from a dysfunctional relationship with food. Like those are the ones that go to college. And even if they're super talented, it's the weight and the food and the body struggles that really get in the way of their performance. And they either end up injured or they're just struggling and they're just unable to perform like they really could. And that's what I want to prevent, right? I don't want your gymnast to struggle with food in her body. I don't want you and your gymnast to be at war. I don't want you to be, you know, calling your gymnast fat and trying to micromanage her nutrition. I want you to feel confident and be able to trust that your gymnast's body is going to grow in a way that is appropriate for her and for you to be fully committed to fueling her properly so that she can be healthy and that she can have longevity both inside and out of the sport. So With that, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. We are going to have several more in our Fuel Gymnast Fall series. And it's my hope that these are just helpful for you to kind of get your wheels turning, to get your head focused on nutrition as we enter a new competition season. So with that, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye for now. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast, sponsored by the Balanced Gymnast Method course. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. You can find any links that we mentioned in the show notes of the episode and also how you can work with us. If you're looking to learn to fuel your gymnast for optimal performance without the stress or overwhelm, feel free to email us. If you have any questions, you can reach us at support at christinaandersonrdn.com, share what's going on and we'll get back to you. Or you can learn more about our programs by going to our website, christinaandersonrdn.com slash work with us. Bye for now.